Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, May 22nd, 2023. I'm Mike Cachopoli. All right, it's good to be back. Took a little time off, took a week off just to uh, refresh. And uh, at the end of my time off, my sinuses kick in. So that's great. I'm ready to get back going. I'm ready to get back on the job here. And my sinuses kick in and I get, you know, this, that post nasal drip where my throat gets sore and swollen. And a couple of days ago, I couldn't talk at all. I had a very hoarse. So I was worried. I was worried, but it seems like just in the nick of time, just in the nick of time, my, uh, my voice came back. My voice came back, but I might not be able to shout, which, bothers me. It probably doesn't bother you that much, but it bothers me that I probably won't be able to shout because I don't want to lose my voice. I want to be able to keep my voice for the entire week. So I'm going to, I'm going to maybe talk a little low, be a little low key, even though there are so many, you know, exciting things to talk about. I mean, there's a lot going on and we know this can be a very big week, right? Word is is coming. Word is the word is out. It's not coming. It's out that Ron DeSantis is going to announce probably on Thursday that he's running for president. Something we've, of course, known for a long time, but it'll be official. But then there are some reports that this makes sense that he'll just file the papers this week and announce next week because you don't want that holiday weekend, Memorial Day weekend, interfere with the announcement and the coverage of that. So it's very possible he may just file papers. Now, once you file papers, it's official, you're running. But the the big announcement with the media coverage that would come along with it may, may not happen until next week. But we'll see. We'll see. It's very exciting. Very exciting times. Very exciting times. Um, But so much happened over the last week and a half. So much has happened over the last 10 days since I've last been on, that I don't know exactly where to start. I pulled up all of these stories. You know, I pulled up all of these stories to to talk about, and I'm not exactly sure where to start. Um, but I think if you want to talk about Ron DeSantis to start, it's, it's amazing to me that as I watch the coverage um, of all this on Fox News, it's um, – and oh, oh, of course – Look, I don't want to leave out that Tim Scott has officially announced that he's running for president. So Tim Scott made the official announcement that he's running for president earlier today. Now, I'm not turned on by Tim Scott. I think it's fine that he's running. He has a right to run. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to get anywhere. I don't think he's going to need traction. Look, this is going to come down to a two-horse race between Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. There's no doubt about it. This is why, <clears throat> you know, Trump and his allies are putting all of their effort into going after Ron DeSantis. Um, and so that's, he knows, they know who their major opponent's going to be. That's why he didn't care that Nikki Haley got in. He doesn't care that Vivek Ramaswamy got in. You don't see him, you don't see Trump running ads against Ramaswamy or, or Haley because he knows they're not much of a threat to him. So they're not going to, he's not going to care about them. And he's not going to care much about Tim Scott either, who's got about 1% in the polls. And the polls, you know, like I've said many times on this show, the polls 
are kind of bullshit. They really are. And what's really amazing is as we get closer to Ron DeSantis officially announcing that he's running for president, we're getting all these Fakakta polls. Fakakta means uh, bullshit, um, if you didn't know, uh, showing how he's well, well behind Trump. Not just that, but how Trump is defeating Biden. And we know this is nonsense. A poll just came out yesterday and I didn't even recognize the pollster. It was some ridiculous thing. It was like, you know, like Bobby Jones pollster. Who the fuck knows? But that showed that Trump was ahead of Biden in in uh, Iowa and that Biden was ahead of DeSantis in Iowa. Now, if you believe that, if you believe for one minute that Trump is defeating Biden in Iowa, but DeSantis is losing to him, well, I don't know what to tell you because there's no chance in any real world that that's happening. There's no chance. Zero chance that that's happening. Because especially in Iowa, where people generally don't like drama, they don't really like Trump in Iowa. They might like him in New Hampshire, but not so much in Iowa. We have a lot of independents, a lot of moderate people. They're not into that kind of drama. They're not into that blow, you know, that, that personality that Trump has, his bloviating personality where he's yelling at people and calling people names. That's not something they like in Iowa. So it's total nonsense that Trump is doing better than Ron DeSantis in Iowa. It's not happening. Of course, there are other factors to all this stuff that Trump is Trump. He was president. He's been running for seems like forever now. And DeSantis is not even an official candidate yet. So there's all of that, which means when you're not an official candidate, you can't spend the money the way an official candidate does. That's why you have to announce your running, file your papers before. Like Ron DeSantis, if he wants access to all that money he saved from his uh, gubernatorial campaign last year, which is plentiful, which is about five times more money than Trump has, he can't unlock that money and spend it until he officially files papers. So you're going to see a flood of ads, a flood of money being spent by DeSantis as soon as he officially files, which he cannot spend that money before then. Trump can spend his money, and he has been for the last, like I said, it seems like forever. So you really can't – what's amazing is all these factors are real. I'm not making them up, and I'm not a political genius. I, this is just truth. It's fact. It's easy knowledge. This is what bothers me when I watch like Fox News and they're totally up Trump's ass. They're constantly up Trump's ass. And no, I don't have a complex about it. I'm not making it up. They are. They're totally up. Well, DeSantis really doesn't. Have, and every expert, quote unquote, let's put the quotes in experts they have on to talk about the race are all former Trump uh, employees. <laughs> what do you expect from Kellyanne Conway? What do you expect from these people? They're Trump supporters. They all love Trump. So they all come on and say, well, I don't know, DeSantis is kind of too close to Trump in policy. How is he going to pick off votes? How is he going to do this? How is he going to do that? Not bringing up the facts that I just brought up, which is all the money DeSantis has to get his name and his message out there that he's not been able to use yet. And Trump has been able to use all of that. You watch Fox and nine to one, the ads are for Trump against DeSantis. Every ad, every, every couple of days, you'll see one Ron DeSantis ad. Uh, done by that never back down committee. But 99% of the ads are all uh, Trump ads attacking Ron DeSantis because DeSantis can't spend his money yet. So I know all of this, which means the Fox News people know all this. But the fact that they're jerking off to Trump every day is absolutely disgusting. It really is. And, and truly, this whole idea of, well, you know, it doesn't matter. I saw Byron Donalds on, who I agree on a lot of things, but Republicans have every right, like like Sununu and, and some Republicans, by saying 
they don't think that Trump could win a general election. They have every right to do that. And it's, it's not true what Byron Donald said, that the Democratic Party doesn't do that. They did it constantly in 2016. All you heard from the, the Hillary people is that Bernie's too much of a socialist, a leftist to win the general election. All you heard from the Bernie people was that Hillary Clinton is too unlike to win the general election. You heard the same thing going both ways in 2020. So Byron Donald's lied when he said Democrats don't snipe like that. Of course they do. And it's totally legitimate to ask the question, who do you think is better in the general election? Who gives a shit about the primary? It's meaningless. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You have to win the general election, guys. So it's it's absolutely viable to say, well, Trump lost by three million votes to Hillary Clinton and he barely won the Electoral College. Then as president, the incumbent, when it should be easier, he lost to Sleepy Joe by seven million votes and he lost the Electoral College. So if you look at those, let's let's look at those as four separate elections, right? Two popular votes and two Electoral College. Trump lost three of the four, and he lost by a combined 10 million votes to Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden. Not exactly the strongest candidates the Democrats have ever put up. Hillary was incredibly disliked. And, you know, Biden's Biden, old and demented. And they both crushed Donald Trump. And remember, as the incumbent, he lost by more than twice as many votes as he lost for in 2016. So he's a loser. He's not. Where is Trump a winner? Where? Because he barely won the Electoral College in 2016. That makes him a winner. He's not a winner. He's a loser. And he just lost to the same guy he'd have to run again against next year. So how do you make up seven million votes? How do you make up seven million votes when you're disliked by every Democrat, many independents? You're not going to win. You don't win a general election based on Republican or Democratic votes. You win based on the independent votes, which are half the country. And he can't. Trump has no path to victory. I'm telling you right now, mark this down. If Trump is the nominee, Joe Biden's president again, which means Kamala Harris is probably president sometime between 24 and 28. So I'm telling you, this is true. This is fact. I'm not going to be wrong. He can't win. Trump has no path to victory. So it's total bullshit for people to say, oh, Biden's ratings are low and Trump has a huge opening here. No, he does not. He has no huge opening because he's as disliked up with independence as Joe Biden is. His approval is just as low. No one wants him to run for re-election when you look at these polls. No one wants Biden or Trump to win again. So it's total baloney when you try to say, oh, Trump is the better candidate than DeSantis going up against Biden. But it's Real bullshit. When you say you can't even ask that question, you can't even do that deduction, that math. Of course you can, because it matters who wins the general election matters. Who has the best shot to win it matters. OK, and so once again, you watch Fox News and they're constantly pumping up Trump, right? Oh, people want him. No, Republic Trump supporters, the Trump cult want him. I don't deny that. Don't say Republicans want him or independents want him or Americans want him. No, the tro the cult of MAGA want him. They want him. That's it. Come on. Let's be honest here. That's who wants Donald Trump. No one else wants Donald Trump. No one else wants four years of drama. No one else wants four years or if the Democrats win back the House, which they will, which they will impeach because Trump would have even if he had even if 
a miracle happened and he beat Joe Biden. He wouldn't have any coattails to win the House. So people would want the House to be Democratic, you know, to be so Trump wouldn't have all that power and you know how it goes, so on and so forth. And they'd impeach him 20 more times. That's what it would be. Four more years of drama and lawsuits and indictments and impeachments and nothing would get done for you and I, for the American people. It's, it's like it's, it's such a joke. They don't want to talk about math. They don't want to talk about facts. They don't want to talk about reality. Just, just, just as bad. The, the right is just as bad as the left on this stuff when it comes to Donald Trump. Okay. Because they're in that cult and they can't see reality. They can't see that Ron DeSantis just won independence. He just won women. He just won Democrats. He just won blacks and Latinos six months ago. He won by a million and a half votes. He won by 19 points in a state where neither a Democrat or Republican usually wins by more than a point or two before him, before last year. He just proved he could get everybody. And Florida is very much a microcosm of the country. It's not an extreme left state and it's not an extreme right state. It's not New York and it's not Mississippi. It's very indicative of the whole country. And that's what Ron DeSantis was able to do in Florida. Tons of Latinos, tons of blacks, tons of gays, tons of women in Florida. And he got the majority of them. He won big. So he just proved what he could do. So when the facts come out, there's no way you can say Trump is a better candidate against Joe Biden than Ron DeSantis. You can't. All you can say is you love Donald Trump. You're in the cult of Trump and you want him to get some you know, some massive revenge against the Democrats. Okay, fine. I don't care. You can want that. You could be emotional about it and want that. But you're not going to get that revenge, as I've said before. If you want that revenge, the only way you're going to get that revenge is, is through Ron DeSantis. You're going to get revenge for Trump through Ron DeSantis because Trump cannot bring you that revenge on his own. It's not going to happen. And then what happens when he loses again? What happens when Trump loses basically for the third time? Then what? Then where are you? Then where's MAGA? Where's the movement of MAGA? It's dead, dead and buried. So there's no doubt in my mind. Look, I like Ron DeSantis for a multitude of reasons that I've gone through here. I, I agree with him on policy. I think he's tough without being belligerent. He doesn't he doesn't back down from from the the, the, the liberal media. He points out their hypocrisy. He points out the holes in what they bring up. He does it really well. But I also think he's the better candidate against Joe Biden, which really is the thing that matters the most. It's the thing that matters the most. Donald Trump can't win. He cannot win an election when you bring in Democrats and independents. He can't do it. Who cares that he can win the primary? Who cares that MAGA can carry him through the primary? Where does that get you in November of next year? It gets you a big fat nothing. A big fat nothing. So, yes, I'm bothered by Fox News and I'm watching it less because they're obviously up Trump's ass for a multitude of reasons. Like I said, most of their quote unquote experts they put on are former Trump staffers. You don't see any DeSantis staffers. You see all these former Trump staffers from his four years in office. So, of course, Kelly McEnany and uh, Kellyanne Conway and all those people are going to talk about how unbeatable he is, how it's so difficult for DeSantis to beat him. But then there are just simple lies that DeSantis is running the same kind of negative campaign against Trump that he is against him. Not yet. Not yet. Not even close to it. 
Not even close. Not even close. And any kind of jab that DeSantis takes at Trump is incredibly sly, smart, so way too smart for Trump to ever come up with. Trump can come up with childish, you know, schoolyard nicknames, but he can't come up with the incredibly sharp jabs that DeSantis comes up with. Like yesterday, if I find it, I'll play it, you know, where he said that, you know, something about Fauci and, and COVID and that can't trump our rights. And you know what he meant. He used that word on purpose, uh, pointing out how Trump was total disaster, put Fauci front and center, allowed all the lockdowns, didn't push back against all of this stuff, had, oh, Operation Warp Speed. That's what he was talking about. Operation Warp Speed can't trump our rights and the truth and facts. And Operation Warp Speed, which as we know, was a total disaster, and Trump won't even admit it. He's still talking about it as though, forget about like just shutting up, right? You know you were wrong. You know the vaccine was a total disaster. You know Operation Warp Speed fell flat in its face. Just don't talk about it. But he doesn't even do that. He talks about it as though it was this great success, as though the vaccine stopped the spread, as though the vaccine stopped COVID. Of course, going the total opposite of the facts. But that's Donald Trump. He's just like Joe Biden. He's a liar. Just like Joe Biden. He's a lifetime liar. That's what he is. He's a lifetime liar. And we already have a a half century liar, a half century of lies in the White House. We don't need four more years of that. But to say the vaccine was a success, we know is a a lie. You know, to put up these ads that say uh, Ron DeSantis is a a taxer, he wants to tax you, is a total lie. It's a total lie. And that was even pointed out by Brian Kilmeade on Fox. There's there's no income tax in Florida, so there's got to be some kind of tax. So there's sales tax. There are some states like that, right, where there's sales tax but no income tax, or the opposite, like Oregon, no sales tax but crazy income taxes. Most people would like it the way it is in Florida. There's sales tax on things, but there's no state income tax. You have to get your taxes some way. But the idea that he wants to tax everything, in fact, DeSantis just came out yesterday and took to all the sales taxes away from essential items like diapers and other items. So this idea that he's this huge taxer is, of course, total bullshit. And his tax um, his tax structure is very much in line with most mainstream Republicans and conservatives. It's very much in line with most mainstream Republicans and conservatives. So these are more lies. You know, when Trump runs ads and saying that he wanted to get rid of Social Security and Medicare, true, DeSantis. No, you could say that about Joe Biden, which is true. He was on the House Senate floor saying that many times. But Ron DeSantis had never said he wanted to get rid of He's the governor of Florida. He just won by a million and a half votes. Yeah, he's going to win by a million and a half votes in Florida saying he wants to get rid of Social Security. It's ridiculous. So all we see are Trump lies, constant lies. And DeSantis has done very little uh, sniping back yet. It will come. He can't just continue to take all this incoming from a bully who lies and not strike back. He will. But to say up until this point, it's been like both of them tearing each other apart is garbage. DeSantis rarely brings Trump up. He rarely does. There are two people who are obsessed with DeSantis that DeSantis rarely talks about. Donald Trump and Gavin Newsom. And Donald Trump has used the Gavin Newsom attacks on Ron DeSantis. So are you a Democrat or are you a Republican, Donald? Are you a conservative or you're a liberal? But that's what we're seeing. We're seeing Ron DeSantis being attacked from the left 
by Donald Trump, using Democrat, using Gavin Newsom attacks against him. And this whole idea of we're just going to pretend reality doesn't exist, right? We're going to pretend what Trump is doing is pretending that Floridians don't like Ron DeSantis, that don't like the job he's done when he just won by a million and a half votes, saying crazy things like Andrew Cuomo did a better job during COVID or Charlie Crist was a better governor or Florida was always in great shape. These things are just not true in any real world. They're not true. They're not. What you won't see Ron DeSantis doing is the same thing to Trump. He's not going to say he was a failed president. He's not going to say all of his policies failed. He's not going to say Republicans didn't like him because those things are not true. And if you're a Republican watching this stuff, you go, well, that's just not true. Yes, he'll attack him where he should be attacked, COVID, how he handled COVID, how he handled Fauci, how he handled that last year in office when this incredibly devastating thing happened to our society, how he handled an emergency the last year of his presidency. That will all be brought up, and that's grist for the mill. But he's not going to pretend that Trump was a was a bad president for four years. That would be defying reality. That would be making shit up just for the purpose of making it up and pulling stuff out of your ass like Trump is doing. And DeSantis is on record as saying Trump is a good president, just like Trump is on record as saying DeSantis is a great governor. How many times up until last year when DeSantis decided he was going to run that did Donald Trump praise Ron DeSantis? Donald Trump moved to Florida while DeSantis was governor. So what you're doing is everyone who's watching is saying, what the hell are you doing? What are you doing? Just run on your record. Don't make up things about a guy we all like and you like. It doesn't make any sense. It seems childish and ridiculous, but that's Trump. And so what you'll see from DeSantis is he'll be mostly running on what he just did in Florida. That's why he waited till after the legislative session. So he'll talk about all those conservative policies that he and the legislature that he brought in because of his coattails got done. And that's what he wants to do for the country, the Florida blueprint for the country. But to make stuff up about someone, when you're on record saying the exact opposite, and in the real world, every Republican, most of them like Ron DeSantis, most of them like Donald Trump. So why make stuff up that people know is just not true? It's just it shows desperation that you can't tout your own accomplishments. If if Trump feels that he was so accomplished for four years, then bring up your accomplishments. Talk about your accomplishments. What are your accomplishments, Donald? Tell us. Tell us. Because Ron DeSantis is sure as shit going to talk about his accomplishments. It's going to take him minutes on end just to talk about everything he just got done over the last month. Just to list it takes minutes. Forget about talking in detail about it. So I want to know, Donald, what'd you do? What'd you do? Don't tell me Ron DeSantis is a bad governor because everyone knows he's not. In his state where he was governor, they elected him by a million and a half votes. So what you're saying makes no fucking sense, right? So let me know what you did that was great, that I need you to do that again. Or shut up. But that's Trump's problem, is that he can't just talk about his accomplishments because he is an insecure man. He's an insecure little 
fat, big man. He's very insecure. So when someone's insecure, they're not secure about their accomplishments. They have to go after other people. They have to make things up. They have to bully people. And that's what Trump is. And what we'll see over the next, however, eight, nine months is one very insecure child versus a leader and an adult. And that's that dynamic that can't start to play out until DeSantis is an actual candidate and running ads and, 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 and going around and debating and all that stuff. But the people at Fox know this. How many times have these people fucking been through this? How many election cycles have they been through? So to say because Trump is up supposedly, even though I think all the polls are bullshit anyway, 30, 35 points, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the first primary is not until February of next year. There are a dozen debates between now and then. There's campaigning. There's 100,000 trips to Iowa and New Hampshire between now and then. So they know what the deal is. They know it. If I know it, they know it. But some reason they have to shill for Donald Trump. And I think on Fox, it's because they think that's where their ratings are going to come from. Yes, it's very true. There's no doubt about it. The Fox News audience is a very pro-Donald Trump audience. They are, do, they are not indicative of the Republican Party. And their ratings are, are tanking since they let go of Tucker Carlson. Um, but uh, they're not indicative of Republicans, but they are very much a pro-Trump station. So maybe they think in order to hang on to the the few remaining viewers they have, they need to be very pro-Trump. And if they're not, those people are going to leave. They could have made that calculation. I will tell you, they made the wrong calculation when they got rid of Tucker Carlson. It's a terrible calculation. But uh, they think this is it, that they have to hang on to the Trump supporters if they want any ratings at all. So that's why they're up Trump's ass. And DeSantis knows that. He knows he's going to have to deal with this, where it's going to be full court press against him on the right wing side, being Fox News, because they're very pro-Trump and they believe that's where their viewers want to see and hear. And on the left side, where they're going to, they're going to put up all these fake polls that show Trump doing better than Biden. Right. Because the Democrats know they're being very sly and they know that Trump is going to lose. They're more afraid of DeSantis. So they want the Republicans. Remember, Republican voters in general are no smarter than Democratic voters in a lot of ways. They're both cults. This is why I hate the two party system. They're both cults. And the Republicans have a very strong cult of Trump right now. So the liberal media knows they're going to put out these fake polls that show Trump doing better than DeSantis when there's all fake and they know that's not that way at all. It's quite the opposite. And they're going to talk about that just so Trump can win the primary. They can fool the Republican primary voters, which isn't that difficult. And they can get Trump versus Biden, which is what they want. So DeSantis is going to have to deal with this. He's going to have to. This might be his biggest battle, right? Getting it from both ends on television, the mainstream media, the press, all against him. That's going to be the fight he's going to have to have. But I think he can do it. I think he's ready for it. Once again, if I know it's coming, he knows it's coming. So, but that's, that's part of it. So when you're seeing both sides pumping up Trump, there's a reason for that, whether it be ratings when it comes to Fox or whether it be um, the general election when it comes to the left, because they know that Ron DeSantis will defeat Joe Biden and Trump won't. And that's just the way that goes. Look, 
We're talking about very few states here, folks. We're not talking about New York or California. We're not talking about Missouri or Alabama. We're talking about Atlanta. We're talking about Georgia. We're talking about Nevada. We're talking about Arizona, Michigan, Wisconsin, so on and so forth. Trump can't win any of those states. He can't. He won't. DeSantis will, but Trump won't. So, you know, he'll lose the popular vote and the Electoral College just like he did in twenty. 20 to the same person. And it's a shame because look at Biden. Did you see Biden's speech in Japan? Did you see that little press presser he did? I mean, he was totally lost. He was, he made no sense. I was trying to follow his like stream of consciousness talking and I had no clue what he was talking about. I think he was talking about the debt ceiling and they were asking some questions. That must've been very exciting for the Japanese press huh? to hear him listen to the talk about the debt ceiling here. But it made no sense. He was rambling. He was stuttering. It was just a disaster. He's a total disaster. Remember, this is him now in 2023. Imagine he'd have to be president until 2029. Come on, folks. This is, this is absurd. To think this man could be president for six more years is totally absurd. And Democrats know it's absurd. They know that Kamala Harris will become president. They know that, and they probably want that. They want a black woman to be president. That's what they want. They don't care that she's incompetent. You know, all they care about is wokeness and, and virtue signaling. And that's what's going to happen. It's, it's, it's beyond absurd to think that Trump, the thing that Biden could be president for six more years. And he won't be because she'll take over. But it's, it's, it's such an opportunity now. This is such a great opportunity for Republicans and conservatives to coalesce around someone who can not only defeat Joe Biden, but in a year where the Senate is on the Republican side, they already have the House. They can add to that. They can do exactly what DeSantis did in Florida. Win big, have coattails, get things done. That's exactly what he could do. And it's total nonsense when you see morons like Joyless Reed saying that that Biden, that DeSantis can't get his agenda done in Florida around the rest of the country as president. That's total nonsense. Why not? If he's got the House and the Senate, and once again, Florida is very indicative, despite what the whack job left wants you to believe. Florida is very indicative of the rest of the country, very much so. So he absolutely could get policy done. He could get similar policies done if he has the House and Senate. Why not? Why not? And these are mostly common sense policies. Yes, I know. Some people have brought up the six-week abortion ban. And you can argue that or you cannot. But the reason why DeSantis did that is because of the new technology we have that shows that at that six-week mark, a heartbeat is detected. So it's the heartbeat law. So if you're going to do a heartbeat law, you can't do a, a, a like a random amount of weeks. It's when it starts. It's, it's science. The Democrats only like science when it's convenient for them. We know that. But this is science now. We can detect a heartbeat at about the six-week mark. So that it's not a random number. It's not a low number just to be, uh, you know, as conservative as possible. It's the heartbeat law. So if you believe that you should not abort a child once the heartbeat starts – then you agree with that law. If you don't agree with that, then you don't. But you you cannot say, you can't make up your own science and medicine. Once again, we know Democrats 
love doing it. They did it for three years. They still, they're still doing it. They're still defending it. But that's science. At six weeks is the heartbeat. And as I've said many times, I used to be pro-choice. I'm not anymore. Um, I'll be pro-choice for the first six weeks. And then I'm going with Ron DeSantis on the heartbeat because I believe in two things. One, science. I believe in science. And if science tells you now with that things you could not detect even 20 years ago, then that's that. That's science. The heartbeat starts, the life starts, and you shouldn't end the life at that point. Plus, there's so many more places now where people can, you know, if they're looking to adopt, if they, if they don't want to keep their child, if they can't, if financially they can't deal with it, there are a million organizations, many Christian organizations out there who will help you find people who will take the child from you. It's not like you're going to be forced to raise the child. The only thing you need, the only thing you'll be forced to do is carry the child for nine months. And I think it's incredibly selfish to say, well, you don't, you don't want, you went through the act of having sex, probably unprotected, and you got pregnant. And after six weeks, you still, you know, you, you didn't, you didn't, you, you missed your periods. You knew you took, you can pee on the thing, and see the pregnancy test, and you know you're pregnant. Okay. And you can take care of this before the six week period. And you still don't do it. Then you should be responsible and not selfish. Right. Remember, the left was always talking about the selfishness, the greater good, the greater good. Don't be selfish. Don't kill your grandma. Don't kill your grandpa. Well, don't kill a child. Carry it for nine months. Do your job. And then you can decide not to keep the child if you don't want to. It's very easy these days. There are millions of organizations. Not only will they help you find someone to adopt your child in that nine month period. If you can't afford diapers, if you can't afford baby food, they'll get it for you. They will get it for you. There's no reason now to abort the child. Plus they didn't have my back over the last three years for the first 48 years of my life. I had their back. I had women's backs, my body, my choice, their body, their choice. I went out there. I marched. I talked about it. And then came COVID. And they didn't have my back at all. Those same people said, my body, my choice. Yes, if you're a pregnant woman, but not my body, my choice. If you don't want the experimental vaccine that does nothing to stop the spread and could kill you. No, that's not your choice. If you want to go to a ball game, if you want to go to a movie, if you want to live your life, if you want to travel, if you want to keep your job, if you want to support your family, you got to get the jab. It's not. Your body, your choice. Well, fuck you now. Fuck you. Yes, I keep a grudge. I keep a grudge. So now it's not our body, our choice. All those years, I had their backs. They're right, Daniel, you said it too. They're dead to you. Same with you, Daniel. Same thing. Many liberals, former liberals, former Democrats, whatever you want to fucking call people, former progressives, former Bernie Kratz, whatever. They all say the same thing. A lot of them say the same thing. We had their backs for all those years. And then when it came time, the one fucking time, we need them to have our backs and stay consistent with the my body, my choice. They weren't. They told us we were selfish. They told us we were killing grandpa. They told us we were killing grandma. Fuck you. Now, now you can be forced to have the kid. I don't care. But I do agree with the six-week law. I do. The heartbeat's there. It's a person. You can't kill a person. 
you shouldn't be able to kill a child. So once again, and some people think that's going to hurt Ron DeSantis. That's why I started talking about this. Some people think it's going to hurt him in a general election, not in the Republican primary, but in a general election. I kind of doubt that. There's this belief that all women are pro-choice. All women think you should be able to abort a child at any time, including as the child's being delivered. That's not true. Those are the loud, obnoxious women. There are many quiet women around this country who do not believe in abortion, who believe what I believe. They're just not fucking loud, obnoxious assholes about it. So we don't hear from them. But when you look at polls, it's very much a 50-50 situation. Very much. So this whole idea that oh, Ron DeSantis is dead in the water come a general election because of a six-week ban on abortion is baloney. It's absolute baloney. And Republicans should look at Donald Trump and say, oh, he's just not going for that because it's politically convenient, because he believes it will help him. He doesn't really believe it. First, Donald Trump doesn't really believe anything. Donald Trump is basically, look, the fact of the matter is Donald Trump was a, was a Democrat. Donald Trump was probably pro-choice his entire life. So he's not a conservative. He just does things for politically expedient reasons. So he sees that Ron DeSantis did the six-week thing. And he's going to say, well, I'll do a 16-week thing because I, I want to make a political calculation. But this guy was a Democrat his entire life. He's a fucking New Yorker. He's a New Yorker. He's a metrosexual New Yorker. The guy was fucking pro-choice. Come on, give me a break. So if you believe, if you're a Republican and you believe in true conservatism, then it's, it's Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis was never a Democrat. Donald Trump was. He was. So it's, it's this performative, you know, performance art that people like Trump do, where they, they know is politically convenient at that moment. That's the other thing DeSantis has never done. He doesn't do what's politically convenient. He does what he believes in. And so when someone does what they believe in and doesn't do calculations and polls, you're not going to agree on everything. I'm not going to agree on anything. They just did the death penalty thing for whatever it was, child molesters. I don't, I don't agree with the death penalty. So I disagree with them on that. So what? So what? I don't want him to change what he believes because Micah Chopley doesn't agree with him. I want someone who stands by their principles is not afraid of this wokeness, is not afraid of this virtue signaling, is going after the media when they lie, when they distort, when they do their fake news. Trump was right about that. It's fake news. And who stands by his principles. If you're a conservative, if you're a Christian, whatever the fuck you may be, you stand by your principles. I'm not always going to agree with it. So what? I remember Ed Koch, the great mayor of New York City, said, you know, if you uh, agree with me uh, 80% of the time, that's great. Uh, you can't agree 100% of the time. That's not normal. And it's not normal to agree 100% of the time. But if I agree with you 70, 80%, fine, fine. And if I know you're not a belligerent moron and you can be, you know, we can negotiate, we can talk like human beings, you're not going to call me a name, you know, that's great. But you can't deal with Trump that way. Right. So how many also how many childish names are they going to come up with there like desanctimonious, death sales tax? I mean, after a while, it's like you're a fucking eight year old retard. How many how many fucking names are we going to come up with with there? This everything is there with Trump, desanctimonious, the sales tax. Come on, give me a fucking break. Do something original.
Do something original. And that's another thing. When it comes to these debates, people said, oh, he tore the Republican. He tore Chris Christie. Hey, you hit Chris Christie, he might run again. That's just hilarious. That's the funniest thing I ever heard of. Anyway, in 2016, oh, he tore Chris Christie a new ass. He tore Jeb Bush. And first of all, <laughs> these guys are not on the level of Ron DeSantis. Okay. Not only are they not on the level of Ron DeSantis, Trump was a new object in 2016. No one had ever seen that mode of attack before, right? Now, DeSantis knows what's coming, okay? He watched those debates. He knows what Trump did. He can't be fooled the way the Republicans were fooled back then, okay? They were like, didn't expect this whirlwind of Trump. But all the stuff, all of his names, all of his childishness, it's all played out now. There's, no, there's nothing new to it. There's nothing new. He can't even come up, like I said, with new names or new ideas. The same old shit. And DeSantis is ready for it now. And that's the big difference. That's a very big difference. I'd say they all are. Tim Scott, Ramaswamy, I think they're all ready for Donald Trump. I don't think anyone's going to be fooled. Anyone's going to be back on their heels like they were in 2016, you know? But it's, it's, it's just, it's kind of a... It's kind of a sad situation that there's this cult and people can't see outside that cult. They just can't see what's best. They can't see who has the best shot. They can't see who the better candidate is. They can't see who the better politician is. They can't see who the better man is. Am I still allowed to say that, the better man? I think I can still say that, right? But we'll see. Later in the week. DeSantis will announce and things will change. I mean, there'll be a flood of money. There'll be a, sw a flood of endorsements. Uh, it's all going to, it's all going to change. It's all going to change. So what else? There's so much to talk about. Well, if, since we're on Florida, <laughs> this is pretty, oh, uh, before we get to, before I get to this subject, I'll go. Daniel, long time, no speak. How was the vacay? Good. It was relaxing. I, I was relaxed. The, the only thing is I went to warm, dry weather. And you know this. My sinuses went crazy. My sinuses right now are just really bad. Because, you know, you go from cold, damp to warm and dry and back to cold and damp. And I'm all screwed up. So everyone's sinuses in San Francisco are screwed up. It's the, um, the super bloom goddess from all the rains. Um, yeah, I've got a rip roaring sinusitis Awful. right now. Awful. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's bad. Hey, I'm, 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 I didn't want to take any more time off. So I'm soldiering through here, even though my throat feels like it's on fire. So. Yeah. 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 I know a lot of people are soldiering right now. <laughs> you know what? I know you're a, you're a scientist. And so, you know, what, what's amazing to me is um, when my sinuses kick in, it's I'm like dead. It's like it makes me incredibly tired. Oh yeah, like the fatigue it, is like just insane. From, yeah, it makes you from, nauseous. Um, it it's it just really hits people hard. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah, to like we, force myself to go to the gym and force myself to do stuff because I know yeah. it's not a viral thing. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give anyone sinuses, but it's just <laughs> it makes you feel like shit. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I was really nauseous a couple of days ago just because of the. Um, I mean, my, my sinuses would just wouldn't drain. I was having terrible headaches, and um, and then my ears, middle ear, inner ear, sorry, 
was getting um, filled up with all kinds of fluid, which you know made me feel off the balance. Uh, yeah, it makes you dizzy, and, and, and my ears get clogged. Feeling, like I can't yeah. hear anything. Yeah, and then you feel nauseous when when, when you're when you're uh, off balance and you have that sort of disequilibrium. That's it's awful. It's awful. A lot of people are in that boat. Um, what I called called about to say is, you know, I think I would vote for DeSantis for, for one reason only if it was the only reason that, that, that I had. If it's the only if I had to give one reason that mattered more than anything else would be um, because because with with DeSantis would would likely come Joseph Lopato, um, his uh, president, um, uh, Surgeon General oh, no for, doubt. for Florida. No doubt. Yeah, and, and if he was our Surgeon General of the United States, we would at least have four years of an, a, a Surgeon General of the United States standing up against the wokeness of uh, the World Health Organization and the yes. UN. Um, right. he, he he would give he would slam their asses every single day that they tried to infringe upon our bodily autonomy. Yeah, no, there's no doubt about it, and and that's a big part of it, but. Obviously, it, look, I'll be honest, if not for COVID, Ron DeSantis probably isn't running for president. But we did have COVID and he did the right thing when yep. everyone else was doing the wrong thing. Yep, and that's exactly. a big reason why Florida elected him, reelected him by yep. a million and a half votes, because they knew that they saw what was happening in other states. Right. They saw what their friends were reporting to them from New York and California and Michigan and saying things like, wow. It's 2021 and stores are still closed here. It's 2022 and we still have to wear masks. It's 2022. We still have vaccine mandates. And they were like, we don't have any of that, thanks to our governor. So it's it's a big thing. COVID wasn't a small thing. It was, I know I'm preaching to the choir with you, but it was a major, it's probably the most major events in my lifetime after 9-11. And, uh, and Ron DeSantis did the right thing. Yep, the times make the man, especially when there's a man there to be made. And Ron stood up and, and said, "No more. We're not doing this." And uh, it takes it takes someone uh, with a lot of um, character and political strength um, and to to do that. And yeah, he, he's the the only one that's uh, that is going to compete with them at all is going to be Robert Kennedy uh, Jr. And only and only because. Um, He's got some balls on him, and um, and you know he's, got a, he's got he's a track record of, of the problem balls. with He's making some strides, but yeah. the problem with that is he's running in the Democrat primary, and we know that they rig primaries. So oh, they're going to they're going to fucking eat him alive, right? Um, they're they're already trying to go after uh, Casey DeSantis, um, Ron's wife, um, um, just not not because there's anything to criticize there, but just to send a, a shoot a shoot a, a Take a shot over the bow to say, hey, we're coming after your family, Ron. Uh, excuse me. The the woman who just survived breast cancer? Yeah. Well, that's classy. That's a yeah, classy isn't it? move. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that classy? Yeah. 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 Very yeah. classy. Well, yeah. it's, it's uh, you know, DeSantis also took a nice little jab at Trump yesterday when he said, you know, some people seem to have a problem with the fact that I have a, a, a good marriage. <laughs> <laughs> that's like yeah. for some reason he said it's looked down upon i can't figure yeah. out why yeah yeah DeSantis, i like the way DeSantis is ha- handling trump he, he's um 
he's uh, he's he's taking little jabs at him at the same time kind of ignoring him right um, exactly and, and i like I, I like that style it's 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 a it's a style that um someone of real it's it's type of thing someone of real strength does um you, you know he, he in other words in other words he is playing and being the big dog i would think that strategy would continue exactly yeah. that strategy of, yep. you know taking these very clever little jabs at him while basically ignoring him overall and talking about his own accomplishments. Yep. I would think this is, this would be the, the, the campaign plan basically. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The, the, the big dog always ignores the little dog until the little dog just gets a, a little too whiny and taking too many nips. And then he takes care of them uh, unceremoniously very, very quickly. And, and we'll see, we'll see that in August come the debates. Yeah. I think there'll yep. be much more direct, direct yep. confrontation, yep. you know, when it comes to that. Yep. You know, so it's it's a yeah. You know, I just got my uh, Kennedy twenty twenty four shirt. I bought I bought a shirt Kennedy twenty twenty four. So I think I'm gonna start wearing it. Around. What do you think will annoy? Well, I, we probably know the answer. What, what do you think's gonna annoy San Franciscans more? Me wearing my Kennedy twenty four shirt or my DeSantis twenty four shirt? Well, of course, DeSantis, because you know there's a D behind Kennedy's name, and of course that absolves him of, of a lot of um, quote unquote sins. Um, but um, it, it's a close call, nevertheless, because he's not Biden. He's not an old white guy. Oh, I think I think he's DeSantis, not old enough. I, I think he's not wearing, old enough and white enough to be. Yeah, to be I think be wearing Biden, RFK twenty twenty four shirt will get under the skin just like it did when I wore my Bernie shirt here. Yeah, it got yeah. under a lot of Democrats. I got a lot of dirty looks from people in the city when I was wearing a uh, a Sanders shirt. It tells you a lot about San Francisco, huh? You know, but. It's true. When I put my DeSanta shirt on, that's really gonna <laughs> that's really gonna turn it. It's not a proof speech, Mike. No, it's not a proof speech. It's not a proof speech. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, they've been pumped so many lies. They've been told so many lies about Ron DeSantis that they believe it. You know, they believe and I will talk about this after I talk to you and Karthik, but I'm sure you heard about the NAACP putting out oh, their yeah. travel advisory. Don't blacks and gays don't go to Florida. Oh my God, Florida! You can't blacks and gays are not welcome in Florida. So yeah. the NAACP, just like our other friends, right? The the um, the the Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, have been uh, just total political whore organizations now for the Democratic Party. They don't really stand up for what's right anymore. They're just totally political whore organizations. For the Democrat Party, that's all they're that's all they're good for. That's all they're good for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and this comes right in the wake of uh, of the uh, city bike Karen, where they uh, tried to destroy this woman's life and paint paint her as a uh, a racist Karen for um, claiming a bike that she paid for in New York City. And they, you know, just... I, I saw that video while I was on vacay, and when I first, I have to admit, I'm going to be honest, when I first saw the video. I didn't like her. She seemed like a Karen to me, right? Because you know what it was about her that bothered me? She had kind of a whiny voice, right? She's like, help me, cat, cat. You know, and I'm thinking, so just looking at it on the surface, it looked like she was just being, she was uh, doing an Oscar performance, it looked like. And then didn't she cry, but she didn't really cry? It was like she cried, then she automatically stopped, and she was looking at her phone. So there was some weird stuff there. But what was, do you know more about the details of that? Was it really hers or was it theirs? It was her bike. She paid for it. She has the receipt. The receipts literally has. So she has. It's one of those bikes where you like um, that are on the streets. Right. And it's almost like an Uber or Lyft. You have an app and you and you reserve it. Right. So she goes 
to so get she the pays bike. for it. So she goes to get the bike she paid for on the app. Sure. And, yeah. the, and the black guy said they paid for it? She goes to get the bike that she paid for. She's sitting on the bike that she paid for. She's disconnected from the dock of the bike. The bike is in this dock and it's locked dike, and she's disconnected. These black guys come up and they push her back into the dock to make the bike redock again. Right. And, and then they say that it's their bike. So these black guys a, assaulted. Was, these was, black was guys it, assault. They assaulted this woman. They're trying to steal this thing that she paid paid for. But was it and an she, app? So it wasn't an app issue where they both had it on their apps. No, no. Okay. She had already paid for it. She was on the bike. She paid for the bike, and she was on the bike. It is in no way their bike. <laughs> and they just wanted that bike. And they just wanted the bike, and, and they probably just wanted to hassle the woman. Ah. Uh. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, but, it's a, it's a slam dunk. It's a so slam it, was dunk and, and, it was initially and, covered by the mainstream media as two black guys harassing a white pregnant nurse, right? On the mainstream media? No, it was covered as, as, as two black oh, no, the, guys. Oh, sorry, getting... sorry. This, this nurse was being whiny and she yeah. was actually stealing. She was a Karen who was stealing the black guys. Cry, crying her white tears to try to uh, to railroad two black guys when the entire opposite thing happened. Two black guys trying to steal the bike from her that she paid for already. I got it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 and, and, and so many on the left you know, jumped all over this. And, uh, you know, <laughs> look up the NAACP's, uh, if, if, if they said anything about this particular incident, try to find where, what they said about this. Um, that'd be entertaining. Yeah, well, you know, those things are just, you know, it's amazing that, I don't know, it, I'm sure these kinds of confrontations happen all the time, right? It's just certain ones are filmed and certain ones aren't, right? Yeah, yep. and, and, and certain and certain ones the left-wing media makes a big deal of because there's two people of different races. If it was two white people, would they report about it? No. If it was two black people, no. Well, they might report about it later as the two black people um, shoot each other. Right. If it's, if it's Chicago, then right. they might they might just yeah. mention it in the obit sort of the bit bit part of their uh, the paper or the media. Um, but that, that, but yeah, it's not going to get covered to any extent. It's it's, it's two people of different race of different races uh one of them is a, a white woman and so trying to paint her into a karen they think that they, they, this, they think that's the winning strategy they think it somehow is going to be repeated um uh, uh over and over and over again um but it's not uh, karen karen in 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 uh go in um in uh, central park in, in new york was 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 kind of a one-off and and they're looking for another one that's getting yeah. they're going to paint every white woman in, in this country as a karen if it suits their political purposes yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are Karens out there. We saw them during COVID, right? The yeah, mask yeah. Karens and all oh, that stuff. Oh, tons, so. tons of COVID Karens. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the entire 90% of the Bay Area was was a COVID Karen, whether yeah, you're male or COVID female. Karens. Yeah. So the, that's the thing about Karens now. They're not, you know, the people are just, you know, fed up with Karens in general. But every story, everything needs to be taken on its own merit, right? And God forbid, we've talked about this before, Daniel. God forbid the media should do any real journalism and find out exactly what the details are before they put a story out there and put their own narrative on it. But they don't want to do that. They don't, how difficult would it have been for some real journalist to find out that this woman actually had – isn't that the first thing you would do as a journalist, right? You'd say, okay, just show the receipt. Let's see your app. Let's see the receipt. And then she showed the app, the receipt, and then they say, okay, it was your bike. But they don't want that because they want to promote their own narrative. 
that they won't even do the most basic kind of investigative journalism. It's because crazy. they're not they're not journalists anymore. They're they're political activists. Well, yes. the political activists were they're what we might call mercenary journalists. They're they're journalism for hire. Yep. And and, and in in this case, uh, um, who is employing them? was the Democratic Party to, to, yep. to, to go after th this woman and paint her as a racist and paint all white people as racist and um, and then, you know, bolster that the world is racist crap that's coming from the Democratic Party that they somehow think is un going to unite our country behind them. Are these people freaking crazy? Well, people, the real, most the real most people in this is, country don't want to hear the word racist yeah. ever again in their life because it has become meaningless to them after what the mercenary media has done with it these last 10 years. I agree. Daniel, thanks for the call. I yep. appreciate it. Good talk. Good night. Yes. Been too long. Hey, speaking of been too long. Hey, Karthik, how's it going? What's up, Mike? Dude, that sinus talk was so boring. Man, you guys sound like you were like eighty-five. Like, oh, shut sinuses up! Shut up! Sinuses aren't an eighty-five-year-old thing. It's not only Joe Biden that has. Okay, sinuses. fine, fine. It's it's a seventy-five-year-old. Plus, I'm I'm talking about I'm doing this thing we do on the radio, which is you talk about your personal life a little bit. You know, you try to make it. Personal. Oh, you do. You're okay, a real person, person. That kind of thing. I, I'm 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 not familiar with radio. Whatever. Hey, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Get ready, Karthik. Get ready to what? rumble. Have you heard the news? Uh, no, I don't think I have. What, 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 what rumble has now bought up Colin. What? Yeah, Colin is now belonging to Rumble. They just Rumble just bought Colin. Oh, okay. So David Sachs is no longer in control. No, I don't think so. Because if you oh. go on his Twitter page, he says he's the founder of Colin. Doesn't say he's the owner of Colin. So okay. evidently, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'm not a big Rumble person, but Rumble is basically like YouTube for conservatives, right? Kind of, yeah. It's supposed to be like have a lot less censorship and stuff. Yeah, that's from what I. Um, yeah. yeah, I think like one of the investors in Rumble is like Peter Thiel, and Peter Thiel is very much involved in like Republican politics and stuff. And he's a he's a big um, tech and uh, tech guy. Yeah, he, he Peter Thiel was was one of the fa in, initial investors in Facebook, too. so he's been around for a while. Yeah, so we'll see what happens now. They said that they say things will be just, you know, normal for now, and then there might be some changes. We don't know. Hopefully, we don't know. I think that's why they might have brought in that video thing because Rumble's all video, right? It's like YouTube. Yeah, yeah. So they might want to make this more video, which I don't like. I don't want to be on camera. Mike, I've been telling people this, but I'll tell you now: the ads are coming because eventually they'll have to monetize this shit. Well, I don't know how. I, I once again, I don't know how David Sachs sold it to Rumble. I can't. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm guessing wanna... they because Rumble thinks that it has the potential. It does to be very profitable. Which I, I yeah. know this because I think Colin's pretty great, but I'm it sure does. right now it's been. You like, know what really help? Losing money. You know what would really help if they paid me like ten million a year, like Tucker Carlson, and put me on eight p.m. That would really help. But you know, Dude, if they paid you ten million a year, they'd be losing an extra ten million dollars a year. Because right now, like, up, no, 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 no. And I don't mean that to be mean. I just mean that objectively. And I, what I mean, objective. I'm saying because right now I, I there's no monetization features. You know, there's no ads or anything. Or, or no, you don't have to pay to use it. Ads. I so I, I imagine like David Sachs has been losing a lot of money on this, not making money. Well, it probably didn't cost much. It doesn't cost much to create something. True, true. But like, you still have to pay like some people to operate it. And yeah, Charlie. Like I said, Charlie's the guy who runs. It, you know, so yeah, no, like they're... maybe some other people too. But yeah, yeah. But but, but there's no way to monetize on it so far. Well, so, there's no doubt. Yeah, Rumble. I think it's a good thing. 
because it, I didn't see David Sachs as taking the initiative to really make it into something. I think it has a lot of potential. I'm not just saying because I'm on this sad. There's a lot of good shows on here, but I think it has potential and Rumble saw that potential and they got so much fucking money, Rumble, that it probably didn't cost much. I don't know how much it cost. Not much. And they're going to probably try to do something with it that has to do with more video and monetization unless they want to do the right thing, which is keep Rumble video, make this more audio like a radio and yeah. sell ads that way. Well, it's mainly audio anyway. Yeah. Do you really want to see me? I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I could, I could put on a. Remember the old Tucker Carlson with the bow tie at the beginning? Uh, no, I'm not interested in that. Um, yeah, the pro Iraq war guy. But no, I, I just wanted to say hi, Mike. It's been a while since we've talked. Where have you been? I haven't seen you on the call. In, I was like, away for a week. I took a week off. I went on vacation. I went on vacation to some warmer, drier climate where my sinuses kicked in. That's what I get for going to warm, dry climate. You know, my body is used to cold and damp San Francisco, you know, and uh, well, you're you're pretty damp down there in San Diego. Right. I mean, it's it's warmer than here, but it's still right on the water. So my body's not used to that, like that, like that dry desert, you know, heat. And I always when I go to Vegas, I'm just I, I really can't go to Vegas anymore because I get so dry. My like. My lips. I know you don't want to hear about this, but anyway. You know. No, no. This all sounds uh, very uh, scintillating. That's all I'll say. What'd you say? It sounds very what? Uh, scintillating. Yeah, very, very oh, interesting, you know? I'm telling you. Who, who, who doesn't want to hear about some uh, guy is hurting? Have you gone to Vegas? Yeah, yeah, I was actually just in Vegas for Halloween. You don't, when you're there, you don't need chapstick after a while? Um, well, when I went, it was still pretty warm, so no, I didn't. But it's the dry. It's not the warm or cold. It's the dry. It's the just. Well, whatever. No, the answer. Well, it's pretty dry here in San Diego. It's actually very dry most. My lips just chap like crazy when I go to Vegas. I get chap lips. I get dry skin. It's terrible. So I need moisturizer. I need Susie Chapstick. Remember the Susie Chapstick? You're too young for the Susie Chapstick ads. But, uh, yeah, it's just awful, awful, you know. So I think I just have to stay, like, by the water. I just got to live by the water my whole life, you know. So that's well, isn't that where you live already, in the Bay Area? That's what I mean. I mean, it's just, like I say, you know, it's my I, – I guess I'm used to – my body's used to this kind of climate now. So I think it would be tough for me to get used to anything else. Although I do like hot and humid. Hot and humid doesn't bother me at all. Humidity is great. For sinuses. No, for no, your... that's that's bullshit, man. No, it's humidity is great humidity. for moisture for your skin. Your skin needs no, moisture. No, no, no. Yes, it does. Well, it I does. drink lots of water, so, so I, do I, I. You know, I, I have enough of that. Karthik, I can't tell you how many times I gotta pee at night because of all the water. No, I man, I'm sure. I, I'm pretty sure I have this problem is one because <laughs> I, I drink about like I'm not kidding. I drink about 1.3 gallons of water a day around yeah. that. Do you drink like bottled water or do you do faucet? Do you no, do faucet? no, uh, fridge. Fridge. Oh, you mean your, your refrigerator gives you water? Yeah. Do you drink tap water? No, I have a filter. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. fine, I guess. Yeah, I use filter. Although they say San Francisco has that, it's that hetch hetchy water. They say the water here is really good. And I've actually <laughs> tested the water here. And the regular water is like some of the best city water you'll get, right? 
unfiltered water, but I still, I still filter it anyway. So, you know, um, usually even San Diego, the places where you usually can't trust the water are like desert places where Vegas, Phoenix, that's where the water tends to be kind of shitty. Oh, okay. You know, Um, that water is, that water is pretty good. It's not like like RFK Jr. now talking about water. No, no, no. It's important. It's important to talk about this stuff. Well, um, I have. It's okay. It's not not too old for you. It's not too. No, no, no. No, I mean, like the environment and like water quality is very important. There's so much uh, lead poisoning in our country. Oh, terrible. So, yes, it is important to talk about it. Um, But I imagine that the water near, you know, where I live is clean. But I mean, I have no idea. Like, like, I, I, I haven't tested it for lead or mercury or anything else like that um right. poisoning um but yeah so uh oh have you seen how diane feinstein is being propped up right now like like the skeleton that she is it's like, like weekend the Bernies, Reaper. right like weekend uh, i don't even know what this is man like no because like because i know she put out like some statements about i don't know her future in the senate and then she forgot she did mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was funny she looked terrible in that wheelchair coming out of the hospital you know, and i'm sure she has like a bunch of makeup on you know to make her look like 10 years younger of course so i'm sure if she looks without makeup she'll look like 120 because right yeah. now she's 90 yeah this is the problem with politics where there's no you know you, you need term limits but this never would have happened she would never would have gotten close to this age if she had term yeah, limits. No, i definitely believe uh, so i i don't know how much you think of term limits but i think should be like about maybe yeah. 20, 25 years. And when I mean 25 years, I, I mean like a combination of everything in federal government. So it doesn't matter what your position is, Senate, but, House, or maybe I've kind of, once, but I've kind of changed Carthage on term. I used okay. to say, if the people want to elect you, they'll elect you. If not, they won't. But the people can't be trusted. No, that's bullshit. We pretty no, much no. live in a dictatorship. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, especially and the power the of the incumbency with a money game is so easy for incumbency. It's just a dictatorship yeah, yeah, by, yeah, yeah. by, by the uh, rich guys. Right, right. No, I think term limits are fine. I can't see why. Look, we have them in many cities, right? Mayor, governors. Yeah. Why not on a federal level? It doesn't make if you have it in a city and state level. Why not on a federal level? Yeah. Um. So, how long do you think it should? be? Because I think it should be about twenty years at most. For I don't know. That's a lot. I mean, you could look at governors, right? They can. Many governors can only run twice. Well, okay. Well, when I say twenty, I mean like a combination of everything. So, like Senate, House, presidency. It doesn't matter. Maximum combined is twenty. Yeah, that could work. Because Joe Biden, like, sure, 20 sounds a lot, but Joe Biden's been in government for 50 years. Well, if Biden, you did term Biden limits. Feinstein's been, like, almost 40 right. years. Let's put it this way. So that's way more than 20. The House, the House are two-year terms, right? Yeah. So let's say you did four year, four terms. That's eight years, right? That's it. Okay. Then you got the Senate, which is which is six years. Two of them, 12 years, right? Then you got the presidency, which is four years. Two of them, eight years. That's enough. It's enough time in politics. It's enough time. Four terms in the in the House, two terms in the Senate, and two terms of the president. That's enough. You don't need to be in politics any longer than that. So yeah, that's – to me, that checked. makes sense. And then, so Diane Feinstein has been in office for 32 years, which is still oh, like way more than 20. Oh, it's ridiculous. Um, no, it's, yeah. it's absolutely ridiculous. No, I believe in term limits. Most Americans do. When they, when they do polls, most Americans say we want term limits. But you know who doesn't? The people in office. Yeah, the, they the don't want in office, you know? Right. They have because, the best. They they get paid like six figures. Obviously, they're like become millionaires because they're like trading and shit. Yeah, um, yeah, and they get like the best health care, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and like and they pretty much have like unlimited paid leave if you think about. it. You know it. what else they got? Unlimited vacation. They only work about a, what half the year, maybe at most. 
what's well, I think it's even worse now because they really only work like Tuesday through Thursdays, you know, because Fridays when they leave, you know, yeah. to see their families, and then Monday they're tired from theoretical jet lag or whatever they're theoretically tired from. Bullshit. Yeah. They also have great gyms. Yeah. No, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess it doesn't matter when you're like eighty. Like they're all pretty <laughs> much. But um, I'm just saying, some yeah. of the workout. It's free gym memberships, and they're really nice gyms. I hear the Senate gym is like incredible. Yeah, and I, I I hear they have like a pool too or something like, and there's a yeah. cafeteria. But I'm I'm guessing the food is free. I'm, I would imagine you have oh, to pay yeah. for the food. But oh, yeah, yeah, I'd love like to go into the. I I I just imagine going to the hot tub with Bernie and uh, fucking uh, ugh. <laughs> no, I'm sure they have lots of like great uh, access to lots of great things. You, you go into the hot tub and you see Bernie and Lindsey Graham. I'm going the other way. God. Um. Well. Okay, my actually my, my my representative for my district, her name is Sarah Jacobs. She's pretty hot, so maybe I I, I I I would try to figure out when she's going into the pool. Is that how you vote for people based on their hotness? Well, dude, you kind of were actually thinking about it because you're talking about Bernie, and you know, so the, I, I'm just giving a much better version of what you said. You know, you like AOC? She thinks she's hot. Um, she's just annoying. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah, of course she's pretty. Like for a congressman, yeah, she's she's very pretty. Let's be honest. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, you know, way better than Feinstein, obviously. She's a lot younger, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, that's what I mean. She oh, must... you haven't seen Diane and her day, baby. Her day. Nancy and Diane and their day. Ugh. Put AOC to shame. I mean, I've heard people say Pelosi has like really big boobs, but I just can't imagine that. Like, she's... okay, now the show is going down. Dude, you down. brought it talking about Bernie and Lindsay this is my Graham first show people. after a week off. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is it? <laughs> you started. What are the people that Rumble gonna think? So, Mike, uh, I forgot. Did you say? Have you figured out a way to get paid on here yet? No, I just told you Rumble bought it. We'll see what happens now. Oh, I don't okay. know. Let well, them decide. The good thing about Rumble. I that, hope you get monetized. Whatever monetization, I don't know what monetization. You know what monetization means? Give me a fucking check every week. That's yeah, it means my, you get I, paid. That, that, I'm not, that yeah, but I'm not going to go get my own fucking sponsors like these people do, like Jimmy Dore. I'm not going to get my own goddamn sponsors and get, have a fucking no, well, if, if there were ads Patreon. I'm not going to do here. a fucking Patreon account. If there was ads on here, yeah, then then you could get monetized. Like no, I, I would monetization imagine. is you work for someone and they pay you. That's it. They can deal with the ads. They can hire the salespeople. And they can do the ads, yeah. and the salespeople get commissions, and I get paid. That's the way the real world works. So, but Mike, the good thing uh, about Rumble, though, is that I don't think we have to worry about censorship because people go there because they don't want to be censored. So that's hopefully, good. Um, yeah. Or you know, Rumble could just be sold to Google or somebody else, and then yeah. then the censorship. Will so start. just write. So, so, so yeah, that's true. That's a good. Yes. Write to Thiel and say Mike should be your your Tucker Carlson. But don't yeah, fire them. Like, don't worry, because effect. because they all act tough until they get offered like a hundred million dollars, and then they get and then they sell out. You know, because because nobody's going to turn down like a billion or two billion or even half a billion dollars. You know, if I wait a minute, that kind of doesn't make sense. I understand the whole selling out idea, but if I got a huge contract, right, and let's say I got like a bonus, like let's say I got five or ten million up front, and that's five or ten million in my bank account. That I have. Why would I sell out? Go ahead. Fire me after that. Well, Who cares? I feel like, you know, like after a certain point, you just want more money, you know, like that's nah, why, you know, that. But like, that's called selfishness. That's called greed. That's well, called greed. That's what people want. You know, like, why does Jeff Bezos want 200 billion? Like, I'm sure 100 okay. billion or 50 billion is enough, but he wants more and more. You know, it's called greed. I don't know. 
I, but anyway, I can't, uh, I can't imagine the lifestyle I have needing more than a very nominal amount of money. I mean, this whole idea of like, isn't there a point where you you make so much money it doesn't matter anymore after that? Well, yeah, we're talking about happiness, but ha- happiness and greed aren't you know equivalent. Um, they're different. But yeah, after a certain amount, you know, like you you can only have like so much stuff let's say you know like like uh, like only like after a certain amount does stuff factor into happiness would you take a job where your pay is you can buy anything you want on amazon would that work for you i i, I don't even buy that much stuff on amazon honestly <laughs> a, like, okay. there's a lot of stuff you, you could probably just live on amazon so i probably take that kind of i don't job. buy like that much stuff on amazon to be honest so i don't know how to answer that question uh you don't shop on Amazon. I can't believe this. It's like are you are you American, Karthik? Are you a terrorist? No. Well, yeah. dude, like a bunch illegal? of illegal. Okay, illegal you want to talk about terrorism? <laughs> By the definition of terrorism, which is the definition of terrorism, I think Google it on you know just Google it. It it just is political violence. So you can consider cop terrorists, which of I think are, you know you can consider like like the politicians terrorists because they obviously authorize all these wars. So terrorists like the definition like applies to like honestly like hundreds of thousands of people probably based on just the definition of what it is but let's not go into that it's too long to finish yeah um but no i'm not a terrorist micah i am a i'm in uh, an an american citizen um i'm from america i'm from california um just like you i'm guessing so no yeah no yeah no i don't think you're a terrorist i know i just said i don't like amazon and you're accusing me of being (laughs) terrorist It's uniquely Amazon is uniquely American. We love Amazon in this country. Look, uh, I have to admit, no, I, I have think, my problems with. I Jeff don't Bozo's, think they're uh, uniquely American because because like some of their their like biggest investors are from Saudi Arabia, so yeah, they're definitely look, not. Uh, look, I have my problems with. I have my problems with Jeff, but I have to admit, it's a it's to me, it's like crack. It's addictive. It's incredibly well run. Uh, I get my stuff in two days. Sometimes the the next customer day, service is phenomenal. Karthik, yeah, sometimes I can order something and it's there. It's here like the same day. And I'm like, how do you do that, Jeff? How do you do that? With slave labor? Like, by like overworking it works. workers really hard. That's probably out, you know? Yeah, no, it's the actually, I, I knew someone that worked at Amazon for a while in San Francisco. And they said the system is just like the computer system is just amazing. The way it's set up. You you just like, you get like a iPad and you you, you hit it and, the robots do the work and they, they find the stuff and it's just incredible. So it's really, you know, um, quite the setup. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Mike, before I go, uh, anything else on your mind? On my mind? Yeah. There's a lot more I want to talk about. Once you're gone, I'll talk about more. Okay. But, just, uh, just, uh, say a few words and I'll tell you if I have anything to talk about them. Um, like another subject. No, no, yeah, well, yeah. Well, there are several uh, subjects. Anything. I won't get to all of them today now. but the, well, Okay, the well, just tell me the topics you're going right. to talk about. Would you I shut up for a second? There's the NAACP warning blacks and gays not to go to Florida, all right? Oh, yeah, I heard that. Um, there's A's announcer Glenn Kuyper, who's been fired for saying the N-word. Um, there's Democracy Now!, the left-wing organization that wrote an article calling Jordan Neely a beloved subway performer. Um uh-huh. There's a lot of stuff here. There's a lot of stuff. But do you want? Do you want to talk about any of those honest, things? I don't know what the A's are. Well, well, what is that? You don't know the Oakland Athletics baseball. What team? is that? Oh, it's a. Oh no, I, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Isn't it like like a red logo or something? I think I've seen it before. 
It's a green logo. Uh, whatever. No, but yeah, I know you. So when you said baseball, yeah, the green team, yes. and gold. I do know what you're talking about. Um, oh, I actually have some friends on here that live in Oakland. On do you have? Do you have a team where you live? They're called the San Diego Padres. Do you Dude, know I've them? never seen a baseball game in my life, and you know, oh. this, like, the, the only sport I follow is tennis. I you I, are a huge tennis. You fan, are I mean. a terrorist. <laughs> you're not American. You're not. Being a, being a huge uh, Novak Djokovic fan makes me a terrorist. I don't, you've never been to a baseball game? No, it's have not. Have you really seen my the thing. movie Field of Dreams? Okay, no. Um, well, I have a friend who works in construction, and he's been trying to get me to go to a baseball game for years. Like he says he'll pay for it and everything, but I'm like, no, man, it's too boring for me. It's n- no, like, I I don't even know how right. how baseball like the game is played. Like I don't know the rules or anything. You've been to a hockey game? Um, it's the opposite of boring. I mean, this is have I? Show. I feel like I did, but I'm not sure. I don't sports know. Maybe ball. Daniel calls everything sports ball. Every athletic event is sports ball. Well, Daniel. Daniel's gone. Your your friend from the Bay. <laughs> Daniel's gone. Daniel goes to work early at Berkeley. That's what Daniel oh, does. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, he goes to work at Berkeley. Berkeley every day. There he is. He's back. Uh, Karthik was talking about you, Daniel. He was saying you were gone. I said you go to work in Berkeley early. Damn, Daniel, that sucks having to wake up. You said, well, what are you time do you wake up? Six a.m. or something? That sucks. You see what Mike Mike just said? He said only liberals don't know sports. Okay, well, good thing I play tennis because that <laughs> doesn't make me liberal. Then I guess like, I know everything about tennis that there needs to, that exists, but I know nothing about any other. Sport. Hey, Karthik, you know what you can do? When does that? When is the next? What is the U.S. Open that's coming up? Uh, the U.S. Open is August, but the French Open starts next week. I tell you what, Karthik, would you do this for me? Would you be my tennis correspondent? Uh, sure, yeah, but I, but don't I? I don't think you know that much about tennis. So, well, what would we talk about? You are my tennis. I don't need to know about everything. I know okay. about enough. You could be my tennis correspondent. You can come on and talk about who's sure. favorite, what's happening. You know, be my correspondent. That's well, I'm I'm scared I'll bore you because you don't follow tennis. But You're yeah, not going to bore I, me. I, I, I can... And the audience finds you scintillating. I know that for a fact. Oh, have so... you gotten good reviews about me? <laughs> I've heard really good things. There's really good things said about Garth. Oh, by so... who? Other other people in your audience? Oh yes, they they look forward to you. They look forward to your calls. I've heard. Uh, about okay, those. I don't know, but I feel like you're overstretching just to make me feel good. But um. <laughs> But regardless whether or not you're lying, uh, thanks. I appreciate it. It's really yeah, but you can come on and tell me what's happening in the world. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll tell you all about the uh, matches that yeah. uh, Djokovic plays, you know, mm-hmm. because I know you respect him for his COVID. Absolutely. Stuff. I want him to win. He's my guy. Yeah, like I said, he's my favorite. And I, he's been my favorite player for like 12 years. So before all this COVID stuff, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I was on the uh, uh, Djokovic train way before, uh, you know, other right. people were, let's say. Yes. You find him incredibly athletic? Yeah, no, he's he's the most flexible player in tennis for sure. Like he, he can do the splits like real easily, you know. Like, Mike likes like, Federer. Mike thinks Federer is better. Yeah, it's, you know, Mike. Um, objectively, that's just not true because Djokovic li- li- literally has, has all, all the records. You know, like weeks number one, uh, slams, uh, Masters one. But it's okay. It's okay. You know, we we you we, see all live in in, in 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 the reality we want. You see, um, you make a great tennis correspondent because you have all the facts. You know, I, I, I'm honestly curious uh, how much tennis Mike knows because, at least currently, most of the fans that still think Federer is the greatest are much older and they don't follow tennis as much anymore. Mm. And that's just because you know Djokovic and Nadal, especially Djokovic, had, had, uh, he, he's like I, all the previous records Federer used to have. 
which he had for like 10 plus years, uh, Djokovic uh, broke them. So it's okay. Oh, but Mike, yeah. you know, I'm saying that it's all, all in just jest. You know, I'm sure you're a good person. No, no, what is, no, what is Mike again. saying? Federer won more. Oh, it was more fun to watch. Well, that's just very subjective because fun could mean like I like Djokovic because he's super flexible and he can hit like, like any shot from like super deep in the court. So yeah. fun to watch is like super subjective, but records are objective, you know? Like, for example, uh, Federer was number one for 310 weeks and Djokovic is number one for almost 400 weeks. So mm-hmm. it's like almost two years longer being, you know, ranked uh, number one in the world. And, you know who's uh, the most entertaining to ever watch was McEnroe. You can't be serious. You can't yeah. be serious. Well, look, I, I don't mean like shouting or whatever with the umpire. I, I just mean like like how they play. The, but they have they have replay now, right? What? Do they have replay now? Um, are you talking about like to see if the ball was in or not? Exactly. Like the stuff that McEnroe was always screaming about. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's called Hawkeye. Um, because I think I like the person, things, but my that, tennis correspondent knows these things. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think the person that created his name was like Hawkins or something, so they call him Hawkeye. You know, whatever. And you can can you use it anytime you want, or do you have certain amounts? Of, um, well, of objections. It, it depends. No, because it's different for every uh, not for all, every turn, but some turn. But so on clay, um, because so so there's three surfaces in tennis: hard court, clay, and grass. Mm-hmm. And on clay, like most of the tournaments don't have it, but that's for another reason. Like that would take too long to explain why most of them don't. Um, but on hard court and grass, yeah. Um, so on, on many of the top ha- uh, hardcore tournaments, like the call is made with the computer, like uh, automatically. So, 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 so there really isn't even a need for the, uh, for the uh, lines billion of the people that call the lines, you know, from right. the ground. But on grass courts, yeah, um, they still have the uh, lines people. So yeah, so if 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 the line person or whatever calls the ball out, then yeah, you you can use Hawkeye. Oh, um, okay. But on but on the all top card tournaments, like, like like the U.S. Open, like the the, the uh, computer does that uh, just like odd uh, automatically. So if we were back in McEnroe day, he wouldn't have had all those great arguments. Right, if he had all this, um, you know what? To McEnroe has such like a you know fiery personality that he, I'm sure he would have gotten mad at something else. So I'm sure there would be arguments, but just different arguments. Yeah, yeah different what, kinds of arguments. Because right. he's like, because he gets like mad and agitated so easily, you know. So yeah, he'd like, probably be mad about something. Kind of like, kind of like me, I get mad and agitated pretty easily. Um, I I think it's different, but no, I think McEnroe <laughs> definitely gets mad quicker than you. Like he'll get mad for anything. Yeah, uh, but he's, he's, he seems a like a pretty kids seems now, like a pretty decent guy though. Sure, sure. Um, I, I guess, yeah. Yeah, in general. Uh, hey, Karthik, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna let you go. I yeah. love you, but I'm gonna let you go. Oh, However, you know, I get it. You know, you want to talk about whatever Jordan Neely or whoever. Like, yeah, I, I gotta move on to the things yeah, that make I'll me mad later. and angry. Thank you for the call. He just went away. You could have said goodbye. You can't say goodbye, to this kid. What is it with kids these days? What is it with this generation? Anyway, all right, so moving. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Mike, you want to talk about Kuiper? All right. Well, you know, this kind of is in line with the NAACP story, um, <clears throat> warning blacks <clears throat> and gay people not to visit Florida. Do you know the real irony, hypocrisy of the whole thing is that the, the, the head of the NAACP, he lives in Florida. He, li- he lives in the place where he says it's not safe 
<clears throat> for his people to live, showing how full of shit he is. But there's no, once again, this is not like based on anything. If you're going to put out an advisory, we know why they put out this advisory, because Ron DeSantis is about to run for president. And like I said, the NAACP is just a political whore organization for the Democratic Party and Joe Biden. So that's why they put this out. But if you're going to um, warn blacks or people not to go places, it would be inner city Chicago. It would be New York City. It would be Philadelphia, be Atlanta, be San Francisco, be Los Angeles. These are the places where you would tell black people, gay people, all people, because all lives do matter not to go because of the incredible crime, the incredible black on black crime we see in these cities. This is where these are the places where it's not safe to go. Not not Florida, but you don't see the NAACP saying anything about the black on black crime in our major cities run by liberal Democrats. You don't see them putting out any advisories. All of a sudden, they're the State Department now when it comes to Florida, but they don't believe gays. By the way, I'll say this for the millionth time, the, the gay lifestyle, I'm not black, so I don't know about the lifestyle of black people in Florida, although I know many prominent black people, including the head of the NAACP, loves living in Florida. We know that. The gay lifestyle is one million times better in Florida than it is in California or New York. There's not even a, it's not even close as to how much better the gay lifestyle is in South Florida, especially than it is in places like New York and California. It doesn't even come close. That's why a lot of gays travel. They travel, you see, from New York to Florida, from California to Florida, because they have so much fun there. So the NAAC can, can like shove their advisory up their fucking asses is what they can do. But this is also in line with what happened with uh, Glenn Kuyper, the A's announcer. So for those of you who don't know, about a, two or three weeks ago, Glenn Kuyper was doing some, you know, yapping before a game, as you must do in baseball, because the games are so long. As Karthik brought up, some people might find it boring, but the games are long, so people talk a lot when you broadcast baseball games. And it's known that a lot of these broadcasters will talk about what they've done in a certain city. You know, they go on the road. And so I believe he was in, was it Kansas City or somewhere? Wherever the, wherever the Negro Museum is. I don't know where that is. Anyway. Um, the Negro League Museum. And he said, as the broadcast start, he said, well, we did this today, we did this. And he said, we went to the, and instead of Negro League Museum, he said the other, the other N-word. Um, and uh, he said it was a phenomenal day. And he kept going, not even realizing what he had said, basically, right? So, uh, of course, in this woke society and being Oakland, he was uh, pulled off the air and they said they did an investigation. OK, they said they did an internal investigation. And after our internal investigation, we have discovered that uh, we must fire Mr. Kuiper. So, first of all, the internal investigation is bullshit. There was no internal investigation. They have to say that to make it look like they're not doing a knee jerk reaction when, in fact, they are doing a knee jerk reaction because they live in a woke, woke hellhole. But here's what I wonder. All these people who wanted Mr. Kuiper fired, have they ever bothered to care that their own people use that word towards each other every fucking day, millions of times a day, every day? Do they do they come on and talk about how black people must stop using this word? No, they never do. We never hear them talking about how black people use the N word towards each other on a daily basis. 
Okay, that they never talk about. Also, it doesn't seem to bother them that in places like Oakland, it's black-on-black crime which is killing black people. It's black-on-black crime in places like Oakland and liberal-run cities that are killing black people, not the N-word. The N-word doesn't kill anybody. Language doesn't kill anybody. Words don't kill people. So play-by-play broadcasters are not causing black people to die. What are causing black people to die, especially young black men, is black-on-black crime in our inner liberal-run cities. But that, they don't want to talk about that. They just want to talk about the N-word. Oh, and how offensive the N-word is. But once again, it doesn't seem to be offensive to them when their own people use it against each other constantly, constantly. White people are on are on eggshells when it comes to that word, right? And when they use it by accident, as Mr. Kuyper did, instead of saying Negro, they are fired for it. Right. They, oh, they have to apologize. And then their apology isn't even accepted. So white people rarely use the N word. Right. Because there are, there are people in this country who want to, like, execute white people when they use the N word. But when black people use it casually millions of times a day, every day in places like San Francisco and New York and Chicago, they don't care. Then black people, white people, they don't give a shit. They never talk about it. They never come out and say, we need to stop this. We need a movement to stop black people from using the N word towards each other. So once again, it's more total bullshit. It's more woke virtue signaling bullshit that a guy who was with an organization for 20 or 25 years should lose his job because of one word, because of one word, because of language. Once again, proving there is no real freedom of speech in this country. There's no freedom of speech. There is no freedom of speech. And don't give me that bullshit. Oh, freedom of speech means you don't go to jail. Believe me, white people and black people would love to put Mr. Kuyper in jail for using the N word. They can't do that. But no freedom of speech goes beyond being put in jail for language. It has to do with like using, losing your livelihood for language, being able to be fired for language. That means there is no true freedom of speech because true freedom of speech would mean that you can't lose your job for saying a word, that you can't lose your livelihood for saying one word over 25 fucking years and millions of hours on television. There isn't freedom of speech in this country, period. There is no freedom of speech. There isn't. There's freedom to use the language that the woke left wants you to use. You're free to say the words, and we've seen this with pronouns now, right, where people are being forced. It's not like use these if you want to. People are being forced to use pronouns. We're seeing kids in school who are being punished for not using the proper pronouns. There is no freedom of speech in this country. There's freedom to use the language, the verbiage that the left wants you to use, that the authoritarian left want you to use. And if you don't use those words, you will be punished. Brady, how you doing tonight? Brady, you there? Hello, Brady. Come in. There you are. Hey, what's up? Check. How's it going? Frequently censored by my fellow. Specifically for the words that. Where are you? Where are you censored? (laughs) Where? 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 You're censored by your left. Where? And that would be like. Oh. 
Twitter, the usual social media platforms. All, all the social media platforms. What do you mean? You mean they yell at you? They get mad at you? Yeah. They hit the block Freddy button. They, they mute. Oh, man. I may have some Are you there, Brady? Hello? Yeah, it seems like you're... Your, your mic was going in and out, in and out, in and out. Um, yes, but this is just, once again, there is no true freedom of speech. There isn't. There isn't. There, once again, you are free to use their language. You must use their language. Then, then everything's fine. But if you don't use their language, or if you say a word they don't like, you're done. That's not freedom. That ain't freedom. When you're forced to use certain words. Okay, Brady, don't worry about it. When you're forced to use certain words and you're punished for using certain words, that's not freedom. That's not freedom. That's slavery. That's not freedom. So don't buy their bullshit that freedom of speech only means you can't be arrested for using words. No, freedom of speech means you're free to use speech. You're free to use any speech you want. That's what it means. And that's what it means. And if people stood, if people stood up for this, if the feckless, yellow-bellied, low-life executives at the Oakland A's, if they just said, no, Mr. Kuyper will continue under our employ, they would be true freedom of speech. Because then they'd say, there's no consequences for using a word. There's no negative consequences for using a word. If you just told them to go to hell, they'd have to, well, go to hell. And there's nothing they could do about it. What are they going to do? Protest? The Oakland A's only draw like 400 people at a game now to begin with. And now, as far as I'm concerned, they can draw nobody at their fucking games. I'll never go to an Oakland A's game again. That's that's my form of protest. I'm not going to give the Oakland A's organization a dollar anymore. I'm not going to, and I'm going to root for them to lose. Not that they need my rooting for them to lose, to lose since they are terrible. But this is just a fish stinks from the head down. And the organization sucks because everyone who's part of it sucks. There was actually only one good thing about the Oakland A's, and that was Glenn Kuyper. That's probably the only good thing there was left about the Oakland A's was Glenn Kuyper. And now there's nothing good left about the Oakland A's. But it's because these are feckless people, these are feckless executives, feckless, wealthy, low-live executives who won't stand up for free speech and simply say, hey, you don't like it? Take a fucking walk. Or you have a really, you only need to say that once, by the way. You only need to do it once. And they'll learn their lesson, that they can't get their way all the time. That the mob, that the left-wing mob can't get their way all the time. Just one time, you have to say, no, you're not getting your way. We're not firing this person who's worked for us for 25 fucking years because of one goddamn word which your people use to each other every fucking day. And you never say anything about that. So is this, this is racism. Only certain people can use certain words. So only black people can use the N-word, but white people can't. Where, where, where is this written? Where is this written that one group can use a word and others can't? Where? Show me the Constitution where that is written. 
There isn't one. So this is the true racism. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to use that word? You have to have a certain skin color. Then you can use that word. Oh, you can't use that word. Not only can you not use that word, but your life will be destroyed if you use that word. A fucking word. I promised I wouldn't yell. I hope I have a voice tomorrow. This just makes me so angry. It makes me so angry. So, this is where we are. This is where the woke mob runs everything these days. The woke mob runs everything. And no one fights back against them, which gives them power. If you fought back against them, their power would be gone. They would have no power. And I swear to you, you only need to do it once. And they'll never come back again. But who has the balls to do it once? No one has the balls to do it once. Not at all. Because they're afraid of Al Sharpton. And they're afraid of the NAACP. People who should have zero power. Zero power in our lives. Have the most power because of these feckless organizations. Because of feckless CEOs. Because of feckless bosses. Who don't take a stand. How fucking low to fire someone who's been with you, part of your family for a quarter of a century, because you don't have the balls to stand up to Al Sharpton or the NAACP, these political whores, these political whores for the Democratic Party, these political whores for a fucking Alzheimer's-ridden 80-year-old fucking president? Are you kidding me? How low do you have to be? How fucking low? I have to get off this subject because I'll lose my voice. And we have four more days this week. There's a lot of other stuff I wanted to talk about today, but it's kind of slow because it's Monday. I haven't been on in a week. Um, you know, uh, let's see. So what else? Well, yeah, maybe tomorrow we'll have more to talk about. Jordan Nearly and, of course, more nonsense uh, from the uh, woke left and charlatans like Al Sharpton, who are just in this for themselves. You know, if you're if you're black and you're like hoodwinked by any of this stuff, you get the representation you deserve. You get the black on black crime. You deserve to be afraid for your life. You deserve to live in a shithole city. Because how can you be so stupid to be fooled by any of these fucking people, any of these charlatans? You have to be incredibly dumb to be fooled by these people and think they're on your side. They're on your side. They're not on your side. They're on their own side. People like Al Sharpton, the NAACP, they only care, the ACLU, they only care about their own pocketbooks, their own political power. They don't care about you. They don't care about your the life of your son in the inner city. They don't care about the life of your daughter in the inner city. They only care about fucking themselves. That's all they care about is themselves. And it's time for black people to wake up and stop being fooled by these people. Until they wake up, they're going to get what they deserve. One can only hope they wake up sooner rather than later. All right. I think I'm going to wrap up the show. 
it was a good first show back after a week's rest. We have four more shows this week. I do want to remind everyone that the name of this show is And Let's Be Heard, and it airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, here on Call In, now owned by Rumble. Uh, so I'll be back with you tomorrow night. But until then, this is Micah Chopley reminding you that your influence counts. Use it. Thanks for listening. See you back here tomorrow night.